Percy, how many times have we heard the adage, you are what you believe you are, and you can do whatever you believe you can do? Why do you think this thought has prevailed as a guiding force for so many people for so long? Well, Wayne, you know, the power of belief or hope is actually a spiritual law, and many people don't realize that, and that's fine, but there is a law that's been built into the spiritual environment and natural environment, uh, and, and belief is a powerful thing. It can be uh, a motivating force to potentially lift the human spirit hmm. to envision overcoming obstacles and negative challenges in their life. How many times have we heard athletes or others say that, you know, I envisioned, I chose to believe, right. I chose to work through whatever was standing in front of me that within me, there's something to continue to propel me to think that I can do the impossible in this situation. And I think that this is a worthy discussion that we really need to discuss a little bit more today. And let's have a topic of conversation around. I agree. Today, we'll hear from a lung cancer patient who discusses being embraced by the overwhelming peace of God as she walked into her medical environment. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and so glad to have you with us this week. And Percy, we're very encouraged because we're seeing a growing number of listeners who are signing up for this podcast each week. We are. We're thrilled and excited. Thank you. Continue to share with your friends and your family members uh, to subscribe to the show and let them know that there is a resource here to talk specifically to the cancer community as it pertains to your medical care and to your faith life. Yeah. Every time I listen to a podcast, the host always says, make sure you subscribe. Well, (laughs) we, we also want you to subscribe, but it's not for us. It's because we want more people to benefit from what's happening here with this podcast, Health, Hope, and inspiration. So help us out. Spread the word by subscribing yourself and then sharing that information, maybe leaving a review of this podcast online, wherever it's possible. That all helps a great deal. So let's, we're in this together, right, Percy? Let's, let's help out each other. Yes, indeed we are. And so we love you and we thank you for your support. Continue to let everyone know about the program. And let me say, I looking ahead here, I think we've got some very interesting topics coming up in the weeks ahead. So great time to be a, a listener and even a new listener to the podcast, Health, Hope, mm-hmm. and Inspiration. Did you know we have a website? And that is healthhopeandinspiration.com. And that's an easy place to go and subscribe to the podcast and download our free resource of the week when one is faced with a battle. We'll talk more about that in a few moments. Percy, let's begin with a question that we like to pose to our listeners each week. Absolutely. And so as we throw out this to you, we want you to think about it. And we would love for you to respond and let us know uh, exactly how you feel about this question. Was there ever a belief that you've embraced that allowed you to weather a difficult time in your life? Again, was there ever a belief that you've embraced that allowed you to weather a difficult time in your life. And you can certainly go to the website at healthhopeandinspiration.com right. and give and us your response. Yeah, we'll read those responses and we may read your response on the air. Don't worry, we'll keep it anonymous. Uh, we mm-hmm. respect that privacy. But if you'd like to respond, we would love to hear 
uh, your answer to the question. Uh, someone in Mountain View, California has been listening. And the question when they were listening was, what was something you learned during your cancer journey? And here's how they responded. I learned how truly wonderful and supportive my family is. I have my parents and grandparents to thank for this. Generational blessings. Just two words, generational. We know what that's like, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, we do. And there's nothing like, and as I often say, cancer is a community disease. It is not a solo sport. (laughs) And uh, most people that I know who have survived and gone through cancer have a community, a tribe uh, of folks, family and friends who are supporting them and undergirding them. So thank God for uh, this response and thank God for the generational blessings uh, that they experience by the support from their family. Right. Well, I mentioned the resource when one is faced with a battle. Do you want to say a word about that? It's available at the website right now. Yep. uh, I I wrote that based upon the theme of, of, of David and Goliath. Because David was standing in front of something that appeared to be too large for him to do anything about. And everything and everyone around him was frightened by the presence or the reputation of the enemy that stood before him. And that is true for cancer as well. But this uh, resource is giving people tidbits and insights on how to contend with the giant in your life. Mm. And when you're faced with a battle, uh, some of the things that you can utilize to help you confront that which is standing in front of you that appears to be larger than life, uh, that at the end of the day, God is with you and for you. So this will really encourage someone who's battling with cancer and how to possibly maintain their position and disposition of facing a giant. Well, the good news is it's available to you right now. There's no waiting and there's no limit to the number of downloads. So go ahead and go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com and download this free resource when one is faced with a battle. Mm. Percy, you are a minister of the gospel and we always turn to scripture to precede these conversations. We're going to hear from our guest here in just a few moments. Do you have a passage in mind today? I have a perfect passage, and it speaks specifically to the the thought, the theme, and the conversation for today. And it's found in Mark's gospel, the ninth chapter. Very familiar verse of scripture. We know it. uh, Verse 23, and it says, And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst, all things are possible to him that believes. And I want to just add a caveat here. This scripture didn't guarantee that everything will go your way, but it says all things are possible. Right. And one of the things that I've learned, particularly with the cancer community, is what people are looking for are possibilities. They want to hear that things are possible. Well, first, there has to be a start with a thought and a belief, and that's exactly where we're going to go with the conversation. And Jesus said, if thou canst, all things are possible to him that believeth. We're going to talk about the power of belief today and faith. And that was going to be and is the driving force and factor for the guests that we're going to hear from in just a little while. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center, is an oncology network, a national network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of the team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy met up with our guest recently, and here's their conversation now on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, hey, 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 I'm back with another compelling conversation. And today we have Sister Barbara Moore Johnson, who is uh, a lung cancer patient, originally diagnosed in April 2016. uh, And she is no longer actively treating for uh, her cancer in that regard. And we celebrate and praise the Lord for that. She has been receiving her treatment at Cancer Treatment Centers of America uh, in Phoenix, Arizona today. Welcome to the show, Sister Barbara. How you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm doing fine. How are you today, I'm doing so good. I'm, I, you know why I'm doing, doing so really good? Because I've got you on the show today. I'm excited to have you. We've been talking for the last two or three weeks. And so we've been trying to coordinate our schedule and we finally was able yes, to work have. it out. Now, I want to start first by asking you, do you remember the day when you were told, when you first were told that you had cancer? And how did you feel when you heard the words, you have cancer? Well, I was shocked, of course. I mean, you never think it could be you. Yeah. You hear about other people and people talking about it, but you never think it could happen to you. But I had just two months before that buried my daughter. So I found this out right after I had put her away. So I was like, oh my God. I was left with the grandson to raise. Okay. And then to hear that, it was like, you know, Lord, I'm not, you know, it's always that question, why me? Yeah, yeah. But um, I, uh, I was very, I don't know, I guess I was just like, okay, I know you got me, God. I know you got me. Those were the next words I said after they told me. Okay. So I was, that's where I was after that, I. Okay. Because I just lost my daughter, yeah. you know, and I couldn't believe here I am. So after you hear that, you, you go through that process of what you've just described. And then, of course, at some point, yes. you, have, you have to make a decision about receiving treatment. And, of course, you treat it at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Arizona. Uh, how, did you, how did you go through the process of making the decision about what type of treatment to take. How? Let's talk a little bit about that journey, if you don't mind. Well, the treatment, uh, Reverend, was uh, when I found out here in, I live in Las Vegas. I had gone to the doctors here. Yep. And uh, they were talking, something called Cyber 9. Yep. And, uh, you know, they explained the treatment to me and everything. And um, for some reason, so my spirit just was unsettled. It wouldn't let me wrap myself around with the way that they wanted to perform it. So I prayed about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
when I went into the doctor's office when they were getting ready to prepare me for this procedure, I asked the doctor a question. I said, doc, you have on your questionnaire about dry mouth. And I said, can you tell me, is that, is that why I'm experiencing because I have cancer or, or, you know, what can I do about it right now? And he, and he said, Mr. Johnson, you need to talk to your primary doctor about that. And then, I mean, that just kind of shook me up. Really. I mean, I'm like, well, now this is on your questionnaire. Why can't I ask you this question? Okay. So I, I, I said, okay, thank you. I'll get back with you, doc. And I left brokenhearted, believe me. And I said, Lord, I, you know, I need, I need you now. I, I need you to tell me because I'm not happy with what I've just heard. Okay. And I need your help. And I went to pray after I got home. And uh, the commercial of Cancer Treatment Center of America came on the TV. And it's just like I'd ask God what I need to do. And there it was. Yeah. Okay. So you you see that that advertisement and you felt that the Lord was yes. confirming to you that you needed to get a second opinion. So you sought that second opinion. Yes, sir. Got that. And so you started, yes, tr- you started your treatment and you started your care. And by all indications, that experience went very well for you. And this is really not about uh, a commercial for, for that as much as, uh, cause I think the point of what I hear is to encourage people to follow the leading of the still small voice of yes. God when, when he directs you into yes, a particular yes, place. Okay. So I, yes, I hear yes. you say that. Yes. And so you, you, you find um, yourself at cancer treatment centers of America, you start your treatment. And again, as we said yes. on the onset, you are no longer actively treating for your cancer. What was uh, some of the things, because I know that you're a strong woman of faith and, and you're, as you said, your faith is yes. in the Lord. Yes, Lord. How did your faith help you or empower you while you were going through your medical treatment and care? Well, because I know that the Lord is powerful. Okay. His love, his love itself is very powerful. I knew that all I had to do was turn to him for this. And I trusted whatever his will for me at that time would be. Okay. I walked knowing that he was there for me and I, I just kept thinking about my grandson in, in all this, yeah. Reverend, yeah. you know, and I said, Lord, I know that you can do all things. I'm trusting you as I always have to walk me through this. Okay. And he walked me through, but I, let me express this real short thing, Reverend. Okay. When I walked into that building in Arizona, I don't know how to describe the feeling that I got when I walked through the door. It was just like, and God knows I'm telling the truth. It was just like someone came and embraced me immediately. Mm-hmm. Now I'm walking through the door, but it was a sense of peace okay. in my spirit. The moment I walked in that building, it's like I'm at the right place. Lord, I know you got me here. I know you're here now. I was embraced with just love. Just, yeah. I mean, it was just a peaceful feeling, Reverend. It really was. Okay. When I walked in that building. And, and I have certainly heard patients say what? that before. I have certainly heard that expressed many times before. So that really isn't surprising to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 
Well, that's the truth. And and it's just some of the people that I met, uh, you know, because we all were there for treatment. Right, right. And my thing, we all were just, you know, of course, we were all in shock. And some of us were the first time there. And I mean, you know, we just know that we're here now and we're going to be taken care of. But I, through it all, I just kept saying to the one, two ladies I met, I said, you know, the Lord's got us and we're going to be all right. Yeah. We're just going to pray and keep on going. Well, what, we know that we know that he is with us. Yeah. And, and what and, I love about your testimony, what I love about what you're saying here is, is that uh, first and foremost, you felt that you were led by God to go treat where you went. And yes. then when you got in that environment, yes. you felt that there was a um, there was a confirmation by the presence of peace when you walk through the door. And yes. then you were yes, able to was. and then you were able to kind of you know, meet other people that you could share your faith with and encourage. And yes. so, yes. So yes. I guess the other we, thing we that I wanted we... to ask you is, did, did you ever have a history of cancer in your family before you were diagnosed with cancer? Not to know it. Okay. Um, Reverend, because I lost most of my, uh, my grandmother, mother, all of them, they've all were gone when after a certain age, so not knowing, no. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. So, so really for you, uh, cancer was kind of a new experience. It wasn't something that you experienced in yes. your family before. Okay. And that was really the only reason why no, I asked other, that question. other than my daughter. Yeah. Other than my daughter. Okay. My daughter had it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so as you, you know, as you meet people, uh, the environment uh, is ingratiating, it's empowering your sense of spirituality and faith with God. Uh, along with, because yes. I think it's important to note that along with your medical treatment and care, you know, you have now gotten to the point where you're no longer actively treating for your cancer. I guess the question that I would ask of you, because I ask this question all the time of cancer patients, uh, is what did having cancer teach you about yourself or about life? What did you what have you learned from having cancer? Well, if I had to say what have I learned, knowing God at that time, I think, Reverend, helped to strengthen me. You know what I mean? I just, because you, you never, you hear of other people, but you never think it could ever happen to you. Right. You know, that's the thing. And when it did, it it was just a thing of knowing that God's got me. You know what I mean? He, he I know I'm going to be all right. I, I, it wasn't any other way to think or feel. And I just felt very confident. I had people, once I shared it with most of the people in my church, I had people praying and people were praying for me and just knowing that faith will get us through. Okay. It was a thing of having faith in God to get us through this. And I knew that he was going to get me according to his will, you know. Got so, it. And so I mean, I'm just still excited and <laughs> elated about it. Well, and here you are, you know, alive and well. You look great. You sound great. And I've had several conversations with you via the telephone to get a real sense of, of, of yes. again, the vitality in you. For someone that's listening to you today who may just be getting or hearing for the very first time that they have cancer, you've been there, you've heard that, what would you say to someone today to encourage them who are just now starting? You're on the other side of that process but what would you say to someone today who's just being told for the first time that they have cancer? Well, I would tell them to be encouraged for one, knowing that the Lord is with them through this and to just have faith, 
knowing that the people that are going to help you with this are caring people, loving people, and that the Lord, he's right there. You just got to call on him. Just let him know how you feel. Yeah. If you're unhappy about it, let him know that you're unhappy. Just tell him exactly how you feel and to please be with you with this. And he will. He will for the asking because he tells us to ask. And the scripture that I would share with them is Hebrews 11. 1. <laughs> now, faith is the substance of things to hope for. And the evidence of things not yet seen. And we got to walk by that, knowing that God is omnipresent with us through all of this. So if I had to tell them, I'd just tell them to just have faith and trust God. Just trust God and he will see you through this. Well, with that being said, Sister Barbara, I thank you for taking time. And I know that you had to juggle your schedule a couple of times to accommodate me. And so I am grateful that you saw fit uh, to do that. And and as you move yes. forward today, so do you have any type of uh, aspirations? What's in the what's in the future for you now? You're 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 raising your grandson. Uh, what else is there that that you're looking forward to doing or getting involved in as you move forward? Well, always try to to stay encouraging. But like you say, anyone I meet along the way, okay, that, you know, uh -huh. you get involved in some of the programs that they have for cancer survivors, being able to give my testimony of what God can do if you just got faith, to get involved more in my church, to let people know that we, we just got to keep walking by faith and trusting God. And like I said, get involved with the various organizations that deal with cancer to mm -hmm. help let people know that you can get through this with the help of the Lord. And um, I don't know, just do my best to keep my grandson on the straight and narrow <laughs> because this generation, this is a totally general, different generation uh, that's, Reverend, than we had when you and I were children. That is, know, that so. is for sure. That is for sure. Well, with that, I thank you, Sister Barbara, and we're, we're going to wrap this up and, and close right here. And um, and we're going to have you back on the show because, again, it sounds like you have more that you'd like to share. And I'd love to have to hear more of what oh, you have yes. to share. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have got to give the testimony. All right. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll wait on the next one. We'll wait for the next go round, as my grandmother used to say. Yes, but I, it has been my privilege and pleasure to meet you, to know you and to hear you. And I know that. Please give my best regards well, to my friend and my brother, uh, Reverend uh, Jeff uh, Paparon, who, who recommended that I reach out to you. And I'm glad that he did uh, we stand in agreement with you as you yes. continue to move forward and be the very best version of, of who God has called you to be today you have heard from sister uh, Barbara Moore Johnson this is health hope and inspiration take care until the next time God bless God bless you Reverend. and our thanks to our guest and to Percy for bringing her to us today on health hope and inspiration Percy and I will talk again here in just a moment According to the National Cancer Institute, approximately 39% of men and women will be diagnosed with cancer at some point during their lifetime. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. 
To address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor, a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining is free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities, and you'll receive our informative monthly email newsletter. So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Percy, thanks for putting that together for us. It's a very important part of what we do here, our journey mm-hmm. of hope. And, uh, of course, we have whole programs, and we've talked about that in the past. But yeah. so so delighted that people are signing up and uh, taking advantage of this. Yay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know it does your, does your heart good, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, because we just want to continue to reach more people. That's the name of the game here, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And, you know, in the in the creative content space, you know, everybody's out vying for a, a segment of people's attention. And as I often tell people, because for some folks, there, there are people that now are saying, oh, man, not another podcast. <laughs> and I, I tell people, yeah, well, you know, this the, the, the intent for us here is not to be kind of a gotcha. You know, we're trying to hype up a situation. We're, nope. we're really meeting the needs of a community and a group of people that I think are still uh, neglected in many ways. Good point. Because of the fear of the topic, and that's one of the reasons why we chose it, and I chose it, is because, you know, being in this in this arena for 27 years now of, of talking with and supporting cancer patients, I know that there's still kind of a hush and a silence that can come around the topic of cancer, and we want to eradicate that because the more we talk about this, the more we can empower people with regard to a journey, information, and being hopeful with regard to uh, any dynamic about cancer. So, yes, yeah, so we're shouting from the mountaintops, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, go tell it on the mountain. Come join <laughs> us and come be part of, of this movement as we continue to declare uh, health, hope and inspiration. Yeah. If you remember nothing else, remember the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Mm-hmm. Well, let me take you back to the conversation with uh, Barbara Moore Johnson that we heard from here today. There's a very important point to make about uh, this dear woman. Yeah, and I want to be very clear here, and I know that I, I read comments uh, either from other uh, online commentary and so on and so forth, from, and because of, uh, first of all, my, my own spiritual proclivity and theological perspective, uh, we never want to confuse the audience in any way by suggesting or even intimating that, you know, one should just use their faith only hmm. Uh, to combat and deal with uh, a diagnosis and a treatment of cancer. I know that there are people who have that theological perspective, and there are some who choose to go that route. And and God bless you, and we support you, and thank God for you. Uh, But the message clearly is steeped here on this show that we believe that, first and foremost, medicine and science is a gift from God. We've talked about that. And that God works through doctors. We've talked about that. We actually have a resource that's titled God Works Through Doctors Mm. because we want to take away the fear or the apprehension. And, you know, since COVID, you know, we know that science and medicine has become very politicized, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And there are many people who are tending to be a little apprehensive about the medical and scientific community. But when we talk about cancer, there are still things that are very important to understand. And and one of the things that Barbara made very clear is that she was a strong woman of faith, that she believed in her relationship with God. 
but we did not want to uh, leave the message out there that that because I made the statement that she was no longer actively treating. And the only reason why she was no longer actively receiving medical treatment was not because she was using only her faith, but because she actually completed one of her clinical medical regimens. Very important point. Yeah, very much so. It was, uh, I believe it was uh, radiation therapy. She finished all of her radiation. Uh, As a matter of fact, she talked very openly about the fact that upon uh, getting a second opinion, coming to Cancer Treatment Centers of America, she said when she walked through the door, in a medical environment, I need to be very clear, she felt like she felt the presence of God there that enveloped her and as a result, ingratiated her faith uh, allowed her faith to be part of her medical experience and her clinical care because mm-hmm. we are espousing here that medicine and science and religion and faith can work together and not co-opt one another and that faith and spirituality is a support mechanism for the rigors mental emotional and physical that many cancer patients may experience during their treatment And that we now have clinical research that supports that school of thought, that many people of faith and and have abiding religious orientation uh, can be buoyed and supported and strengthened through some of the trials and tribulations of medical care, but not in any way to be confused with as a replacement of medical treatment and care. And that was certainly the case uh, for uh, Barbara. She used her faith. But it was inside of a clinical environment where she completed her medical treatment and care. I'm so glad you clarified that. Uh, As we say uh, often at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, spiritual support is provided only as desired by the patient, right? That is correct. And so we let the patient drive the bus. And there are patients who we see at CTCA who have no spiritual orientation, who really don't want to be spiritually supported and nurtured. and, And we respect that. But for those who do... Uh, it is a faith-friendly, user-friendly environment where one's spirituality and faith can be supported and nurtured uh, and a, and be a part of their clinical experience in a way that's beneficial to them without compromising their medical treatment or care. One thing we hear very often, and I believe we heard it from Barbara here today, is the fact uh, just how comfortable they feel, though, when they enter the environment at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Yeah, it's an important point. Uh, I think I've done a couple of shows around this fact, but the key to it is, uh, you know, and I hate to use this term, but it's factual. Uh, as people who enter into the healthcare space, you know, you as the consumer have a right to say, hey, I'm not really comfortable with this environment or I'm not really comfortable with this particular physician, as was the dynamic for Barbara. You know, she asked her uh, original oncologist uh, a specific question that was part of the literature that they gave her. And she felt, according to her, that his response to her was not appropriate. And as a result, she felt uncomfortable in the relationship. So what did she do as an empowered consumer? She decided to say, listen, I think that I'm going to seek a second opinion and did so. And when she walked into that environment and space, she felt that she was ingratiated She felt that she was partnering, and I think that's the key word here, Wayne, that we all want to feel like we're partners in any type of relationship that we have. Yeah, it's our life, right? (laughs) (laughs) And that is certainly the case with regard to our medical care, I would believe. And I know that I can speak to this directly because I can speak about my oncologist, my GI, my surgeon, 
we were we all sat down as partners at the table and I got to drive the bus. They gave me options and choices and they respected, again, the fact that I was a person of faith and was willing to talk about that and support that. It all goes back to feeling comfortable in a relationship. And so with that, that certainly was Barbara's uh, ultimate experience. And she felt a major factor that allowed her to be strengthened and encouraged because she believed that she could do her medical treatment and care, first and foremost, because of her faith in God. And then because of the fact that she was ingratiated as a partner and that she wasn't being dictated to or talked down to. And that is a major point that I think a lot of people yeah. uh, tend to want to focus on with regard to where they treat for their for their healthcare needs. Very helpful. Thank you, Percy. And thanks to our guests today and all of our guests who join us here. Uh, almost every week you bring a different guest to us, and mm. uh, we really appreciate the perspective that we get from someone who's going through uh, something that uh, many listeners are going through themselves. So yeah. it's, it's very helpful to hear from them. All right. Our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. You heard us ask a question earlier. Was there ever a belief you've embraced that allowed mm. you to weather a difficult time in your life? Take a moment to go to the website, click on connect, and answer the question if you would. That'll help us uh, uh, shape up some future programs. Yeah. Uh, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And also, while you're there, download the free resource when one is faced with a battle. These resources are there for you to utilize, to share. Uh, we we don't hold this close to the vest at all. We Mm-mm. Percy invests his life in helping us with these things. So let's uh, let's take advantage of it. When one is faced with a battle, download it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Yeah, I write a new one of these every month. So basically, right. yeah, okay. every month I write a brand new resource to continue to add to our library to help those who are dealing with battles with cancer. And while we talk about a featured resource each week, they're all available anytime, right? They are available at any time. Uh, All you have to do is go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and you can go to the resources tab and all of them will drop down and you can pick any one of them. You're not limited. You know, you can't just... You know, you're not being told you can only get two at a time or whatever. Uh, you can download any a yeah. number of them, yeah. and you can distribute them and share them with yeah. family and friends. Yeah, there's no uh, no restriction on that whatsoever. Mm-mm. Well, another featured resource we have is God's Word, the featured resource we have. Yeah. And you read a passage <laughs> earlier that I want to return to. Yes, sir. And so Mark 9, verse 23, and it helps to, you know, just reemphasize everything that we heard Barbara say. And Jesus said unto him, if thou canst, all things are possible to him that believeth. And this scripture is talking about the power of belief. At the end of the day, you are what you think you are. You can do what you think you can do, as we opened with that that school of thought. And that really does also apply to the dynamic of the possibility and the plausibility of one's healthcare journey with regard to cancer. Ultimately, if you don't think that you can survive, uh, you won't try to survive. And so it starts with a belief. And so Sister Barbara helped us to understand that today we want you to be encouraged to believe that all things are possible until you have exhausted every aspect of what you know to do. You have a right, a reason, and a resource, another free resource that we have at Health Open Inspiration <laughs> to fight back and to believe that tomorrow potentially can be a better day. And so with that being said, be encouraged. Yeah, indeed. Fight the good fight of faith. Indeed. All right. That's Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. And I think you have one more thing you want to say to us in conclusion, don't you? 
Well, I believe that, you know, you need to be reminded that you have work to do. We have work to do. And so continue to keep chopping the wood and don't give up and don't give in. Until the next time, we love you to life and not to death. God bless. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.